The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Learn the language of spirit. This is The Intuitive Life with Laura Wooster. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Intuitive Life, where we walk together and support each other on the path to becoming more spiritually aware, enlightened, and inspired. My name is Laura Wooster, and we will be taking your calls today for questions and readings, or readings, whichever one you prefer. And the number here is 816-251-3555. Again, it's 816 251 3555. And I have an awesome guest today. And um, some of you may already be aware of her work because she, for a long time, she was a co host once a month on John Holland's Spirit Connections radio program during his Psychic Tarot Hour. Um, so she's well known in, in the, uh, the tarot community at this point. So I'm definitely going to bring her on right away because we got so many things we want to talk about. Um, Anne Hans, uh, she's a solitary eclectic witch, a pranic healer, a Tibetan enhanced Reiki master, a tarot consultant and teacher, an amazing tarot teacher, um, and a holistic counselor certified by the American Society of Alternative Therapists. And that's just part of her bio. <laughs> so welcome, Anne. Thanks for being on today. Uh, thank you so much, Laura. I'm really, really happy to be here. I've been looking forward to it. I, 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 we've been friends for a while now. We've you know, worked together for a bit here, and I, and I always love chatting with you. And, um, and I know you have so much to teach us. And, you, and so just for people who aren't aware of the work that you do, um, so what, how long have you been doing tarot? Oh, man, um, probably 30 years, probably more than 30 years. But if I say any more than that, then I'll begin to sound old. So we'll still go with 30 years. <laughs> that sounds good. Very good. Um, so so just so I wanted, we, we want, really wanted to talk about today, too, is uh, for people who may not be aware, I know we have a lot of people actually who are listening who have either taken your classes or um, they use tarot themselves and they're aware of what tarot can and cannot do for you. Um, but a lot for a lot of people, tarot kind of is what comes to mind when they think of tarot is, um, you know, Halloween. Um, it's it's someone you just hire for your Halloween party, you know, it, it, or you go on a, on a, on a you know, a small shop somewhere in a dark room and just, you know, for get your fortune told. Um, oftentimes people, that comes to mind when people think of tarot cards, but it's so much more than that. And it's and it's it's a whole world in, a, in and of itself. And I, that's what I love about the work that you do, Anne, is that you you bring it to life for people and, and you, you really make it manageable and understandable for people, you know, to, to, because it's such a, it's, it's something that you, you're probably still learning about even 30 years in, you're probably still uncovering a lot about the Tarot, correct? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And thank you for those kind words. I just love Tarot so much. Um, it at the same time is terribly mysterious and not at all mysterious. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the cards themselves aren't magic, but they create magic when they are used by someone um, who uses them with good intent. 
they think of them as a bridge, really, between connecting us here in our physical um, with whatever is out there that is more than we are, that is, you know, God, goddess, divine, Akashic records, matrix, universe, um, you know, give it a name that you're comfortable with, but um, basically tarot connects us with all of the information that ever was, all of the information that ever will be, and all possibilities in between that. Um, because, you know, all time is existing now, but being humans, we see it in a linear fashion. We experience it in a linear fashion, but everything is already out there. Um, so the tarot and other tools helps us to connect to the specific pieces of information that we need at this time. It's really pretty cool. I guess it is kind of magic. It is. It is like it is like magic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah like, I, I mean, how many times have, I'm sure you've had this experience of, of sitting with a client um, or over Zoom or whatever you do right now, <laughs> and and people are just amazed when you pull up a card and you and you say and you're like, oh my god, that's exactly the question I was going to ask you before you even ask a question. Um, and and so that's one thing that comes up often, in, you know, when I'm doing a card reading for someone is. How does that happen? It does seem like magic to some people. Is it, you know, is is it is it our intuition working through the cards? Is it our the cards prompting things within our intu intuitive mind? How does that work? I think it goes both ways. I think the key is intent. What is our intention when we take those cards? They are simply pieces of paper with pretty images um, printed on them. But what is our intention when we take those cards and we sit either, <clears throat> excuse me, with ourselves or with a client across the table or on the phone across the world, um, what is our intention? And if we set our intention to get information that will be useful for this person uh, or ourselves at this point in time, um, that's what we'll get. That's what we'll get. You want to keep your ego out of it, but um, set your intention. Uh, and it is amazing what comes through. I mean, you know, in my previous life, I was a corporate educator and a course developer and a technical writer. So I'm very, very left-brained. Mm -hmm. um, but this stuff is just so wonderful that regularly I'll pull some cards, I'll say some things, the client will say, oh, my goodness, <laughs> that's correct. And my left brain's going, hot damn, that's amazing. This stuff works. <laughs> Yeah, so it, it never gets old. <laughs> it never does. It, it's it's like I'm always in awe too. Like, wow, this really does work. Oh my god, it's like yeah. part of part of you is watching it and observing what's happening. And you're not yeah. in when when you're doing it right. When you're not really like like you said, if your ego is kind of separate from it, and you you're sort of observing it as you're doing it, it's like, oh my god, <laughs> it actually yeah. does work. And and yeah. let me add that anyone can do this. I'm not yes. special. Um, other readers mm -hmm. are not special. Uh, special perhaps in that they have an interest and they've taken the time to really learn it and really practice it. But it doesn't take a special psychic talent. Um, that's helpful, certainly. But truly, the more you use the cards, the more you connect with and exercise your intuition, um, the better you'll get. It just takes practice and a desire. That's right. 
Exactly. The, the desire to do it and also the interest is, is key as well. And I know that's one of the things, too, when I first started using cards um, in opening up my intuition and paying more attention to that um, was the cards actually did help because it did engage my left brain while my intuitive mind kind of flourished and was able to grow. And um, so I know that so for, for you coming from a very, very left brained type of work. Um, how was that to like, how did you get from that transition from something very left brained to this type of work? Long story, I know. <laughs> yeah, no, to, to, shortly, to make it short, mm -hmm. um, I was in the corporate world. It was back when um, psychic fairs were just, just, just beginning and they'd be like a, a one room somewhere with a few tables and some card decks and some crystals and so on. We went, a friend, a friend of mine went to one of those, and I lo loved all the stuff that I was looking at, and I thought, well, this is pretty cool. And, you know, I'd had kind of an interest in all of that stuff since college. Um, and there was a tarot deck. It happened to be the Merlin tarot, which is wonderful, but it's very uh, non-standard. But I, I kept going back and looking at it and going back and looking at it, and my left brain would say, and what do you think you're going to do with that? <laughs> and I'd walk away. And then my heart and soul would pull me back to the table, and I'd be staring at it. Uh, finally, my friend said, look, buy it or don't, but we're leaving. So I bought it, <laughs> and that was it. That, that got me hooked. So it's been uh, studying and collecting decks uh, ever since. So another question just came up around it. So you said non-standard deck. So when you say that, what does that mean? Okay, the um, what is considered the modern standard deck uh, is the <clears throat> Rider Weight deck. That's the old term for it. Rider was the publisher. We don't put publishers in the titles of decks anymore. And author Edward Weight was the guy who um, wrote the book and, and wrote the cards, but Pamela Coleman Smith was the amazing artist who did all of the illustrations. So um, they're calling it now the uh, Waite Smith deck to include the creator and the artist, uh, or the Radiant Weight is a version of it. <clears throat> so that's our standard. The reason it's our first modern standard, it came out in uh, 1909, is because it was like the first possibly uh, modern deck who or that gave scenes, pictures to all of the cards. Previous decks like the old Visconti Sforza and the Marseille and all of those kinds of decks, um, they only had imagery on the major arcana. The minor arcana were called pip cards. And a pip is like a thing. So the four of coins or four of discs or pentacles would have four discs on it four coins, four pentacles, no pictures, maybe some vines, but that was it. So it didn't give your mind anything to really grasp onto and say, ah, intuitively I understand what's going on with this. Mm -hmm. um, but the weight deck uh, did away with that, did away with the pips, and instead gave scenery to all 78 cards, making it much easier for us to connect with the energy of the card, and to remember what the meaning of the card is. So that's what I mean by a standard uh, deck. He and Pamela Coleman-Smith have certain images that are common to 
most modern decks, there will be weight clones. The imagery will be similar. Four of Cups will have a bored young man sitting under a tree, staring at three cups, while a hand offers him an unseen cup. That's kind of the modern standard. There are other decks that have um, <clears throat> varied from that quite a bit, but they still have images. Don't get me going. It's too late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so you say, so I'm sorry, I took you off the track completely. So you, you picked up the, <laughs> so you went to a psychic fair, you saw the Merlin deck, you bought the Merlin yep. deck. Oh, what yeah, was, yeah, non-standard. <laughs> yeah, the, that's where non-standard came from. Right. Yeah, so, so you brought that home. And what did you do? Did you, was it, did you just, did you understand it right away? How did, what was oh, your no. first? Oh no, 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 no! <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine. I looked, yeah. I looked at it, and it, it it was closer to a pip deck than to um, a more modern deck. The the um, suits, instead of being swords, wands, cups, and pentacles, are, if I can remember them all, beasts, fishes, uh, serpents, oh, and something else. And they were all Celtically drawn and intertwined. The necks would be intertwined and the legs would be intertwined. So looking at them really was um, a little confusing. So I loved the majors, could not at the time work with the minors. So I put it away and I went and I bought a standard uh, weight smith deck, or at the time would have been the rider weight. And that's what I learned from. And that's what I teach from because it's kind of a good solid deck yeah especially yes. for beginners yeah because so so much of the teachings books every, I mean there's so much there's like hundreds of books on reading the tarot and a lot of them mm. do go back to the rider weight so it's kind of the they standard do. now isn't it yeah yep yep so for someone who maybe fell in love with the deck just the way you did you know maybe walked into a, a new age shop or a metaphysical shop and they found this deck that really drew them in um what and they, it's been sitting on say it's I mean I know so many people in this situation it's literally been sitting on their bookshelf for like years. <laughs> so someday yeah. I'm going to do something with that deck. What can, what kind of advice can you give them to get started? Um, you know, other than saying if you're still being daunted by the deck that you bought, get a Waitsmith deck, get a good standard book, and start learning from a simpler, more straightforward deck. But if you're really drawn to that deck, then commit to it. And mm -hmm. every day, in the morning or in the evening, um, pick a card a day. Say it's in the evening. Shuffle that deck. Have the intention to pull a card that will have significance for you for the next day. Or if you're doing it in the morning, a card that will have significance for that day. Shuffle them. I like to fan them out, select a card, turn it over, see what it is, um, see how you react to the imagery, then go to the book and see what it has to say about it. And then set that card up so that you will either see it throughout the day and you can refresh your memory about what the book said about it, um, or have it set up so that when you come home in the evening, you see that card, you can say, ah, okay, how did that card wind up having significance for me today? Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you need to, get the book out again and read what the book says. I, and I do really want to stress that for me, there's no substitute for learning the book meaning. Mm -hmm. You won't stick with that, but it gives you a good, solid foundation. 
And then as you begin to work with the cards, your intuition will begin to say, I know what the book says, and I agree with that, and for me, it also means this. Yeah. Very valid, and it broadens your um, your tarot base, uh, your tarot knowledge base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, um, so anybody who's just joining us now, I'm, I'm talking with my guest, Anne Hens. She's a tarot master. And if you want to learn more about Anne's work, I just want to make sure that I, I get her her website out there, annhens.com, A-N-N-H-E-N-T-Z.com. Um, so... So I know that you do a lot of classes, which are really phenomenal classes. And I hear so many people who are taking it out. They're able to take it now because it's online. And mm-hmm. so many people can join your classes. Isn't it wonderful to be able to connect it, with so many different people you wouldn't normally be able to? It is It is so cool. I mean, for a long time, you know, since doing all the readings with, with John for those seven years, um, yeah. my clientele is pretty much international, which I find so cool. Yeah. Uh, but People have been saying, you know, do online classes, and I was like, yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> but but now we're doing them through Circles of Wisdom, and it is so wonderful. I love teaching online. Um, in my last class, or two classes ago, I had someone from Israel. Uh-huh. I regularly have someone from um, Chicago. I've got someone from California, another one from Oregon, and it's just, oh, it is so much fun. It is so cool. That's awesome. That's one of the blessings of, of COVID. You know, the, the yeah, world has gotten a bit smaller. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm trying to put glitter on everything here. <laughs> so, yep, yep, yep. That's what I always try to do. So, um, yeah, so I do want to talk about how, because we do have some callers lining up. Again, if anybody would like to call in for a reading or they have a question about the tarot, maybe you have a deck and you're not quite sure what to do with it, or you're, you're learning and, you're, and you have questions that have come up, or you, or you just want a reading from, from us. Um, the number here is 816-251-3555. Again, it's 816-251-3555. So that's, that brings me to, before we bring the callers on, um, what can Tarot do for us and what can it do? Okay. Um, it's important to remember that a Tarot reading is only one input into say, decision-making or discovering what's happening in a a given situation. It's one input. Um, It is a valid input, but if, say, for example, if it's a financial question, that's good. Consult the cards, but also consult your financial financial advisor, um, you know, read up on the decision. So it's one input. It can very nicely give us some guidance around all kinds of situations um, to discover um, some personal um, interactions, you know, what's going on here. Uh, What about this job versus that job? It can help us um, make decisions, look at the energy around taking job A versus job B. Um, Same with choosing schools or um, helping guide us in, say, raising our child. I have many parents call and say, I'm not quite sure what's going on with my son or with my daughter. Can we just look at that? And, you know, that brings me to a question of ethics. I will definitely read for a parent and their child. But it's really important, and we talk about this in my my Tarot Basics 1 class a little bit, it's really important to remember that just because you have a deck of cards, tarot cards in your hand, doesn't mean that you can be nosy. 
Yes, exactly. Yep. I've had I've had someone come and sit down in front of me and say, you know what? I'm pretty sure my neighbor is having an affair. Can we look at that? <gasps> oh, <laughs> well, my response is, no. <laughs> that mm-hmm. would be none of your business. Exactly. So, yeah, that's something to keep in mind. You only <laughs> want to read for um, situations that affect you or, um, or, or sometimes a loved one, if they would, you know, agree to that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, another question sometimes comes up about health. I will say that tarot is not a good vehicle for having answering health questions. I'll give you a quick reason why. Um, I may pull some cards for someone's health, and I don't know that that person um, has had pretty much everyone in her family die of cancer. Mm-hmm. And she is petrified that she too is going to die of cancer. And she, you know, she doesn't tell me that. And I foolishly agree to do a health reading for her, what if the death card comes up? Exactly. Now, the death card isn't about death 99.999% of the times, mm-hmm. of the time. It's about letting go and getting rid of things that don't serve you. And I see the death card with a few other cards, and I might say, oh, you know what? Yeah, no, I think what's happening here is you may have a worry about something, and it's time to let that go. Mm-hmm. You know, your health is fine. But that person sees the death card and says, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Well, we all are, of course. But, you know, we've planted the seed for the person's fear. So it's just, it's just not a good idea. Just don't do it. Good. Good advice. What if, what if someone, and just to kind of push the envelope here a little bit, because I always do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, so what, what if someone were to say, I'm going into surgery in two weeks. Is there something I should know about it or something I should be aware of to be prepared for it? How about a question like that? Okay. Um, I immediately went to, okay, what would I do? And I would probably um, use, in this case, the Voyager deck because it it's very interpersonal. It's very, the keywords are very human oriented. Uh, We have love, success, equanimity, learner, uh, nurturing, knower. Uh, We do have some difficult ones in here, where are they? Uh, Oppression, delusion, setback. So what I might do is not draw cards for the surgery. Again, that would be like, how's my surgery going to come out? Well, you know what? Go into it with a, a strong belief and see what you get at the end. Um, But I would use these cards and say, let me pull some guidance cards for you as to how you can best go into this surgery and how you can best prepare yourself for it. Good. So 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 in that case, we're being helpful, but we're not trying to predict how it's going to come out. Not diagnosing or anything like that. Correct. Excellent. Very good. Excellent. So, um, so if so, we do have a few people on the line, and we're coming up on the break. But what I'm going to do, I'm going to bring somebody on, but we may have to carry them over to after the break. But I do want to get their question in, so we can um, we can begin talking with them because they've been waiting for a while. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm going to bring Kathy on, and let's see. Hello, Kathy. Hi, Laura. How are you doing? Good. Welcome to the show. Thanks for calling. Oh, thanks. <laughs> do you have a question for Ann? Yes. Um, in regards to work, kind of um, obviously 
COVID has done a number on everyone and um, just not sure of any work opportunities. I feel kind of stuck and um, just wanted to get input on that. Okay. And so are you now out of work because of COVID? Um, no, I'm still working. I'm self-employed, but it's, you know, it's not much work. Okay. It's, so self-employed. Yeah. All right. So basically, um, just to clarify the question, we're looking at what is the energy around your current business of being self-employed, and I guess we're looking for might there be some opportunities coming, that sort of thing? Correct, correct, and moving forward, yeah. Just any anything you can tell me, that would be great. <laughs> okay. And let's see. Yeah, and we've got about two minutes before the break, just so Five. you know. Okay. That's okay, just All so right. you know. Turning, we'll keep, we can turning. carry over after <laughs> <laughs> Turning the cards over, and oh man, this is awesome, Kathy. Okay, let me um, see if I can just. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. Yay. Um, so I have a card in the center, and then I have four cards around it in sort of a of a circle. And uh, sometimes I will look, read them in columns or diagonals or clockwise. But I'm just going to go ahead and say this is what we've got. The card in the center is the Nine of Swords. This is the card of worry. This is where you're finding yourself right now. Um, totally, totally understandable. But look at the cards that we have around it. Um, the Six of Swords is here. Six of Swords is about swords are our mind, our beliefs. And the Six is about moving away from troubled thoughts, and in this case fears, into much more peaceful, um, peaceful energy peaceful thoughts. It's rough water on one side of this little boat, smooth water on the other side. So this okay. tells me right away that spirit is saying, you know what, be at ease here. We look at the rest of the cards, so cool. The next one is the three of pentacles. Three of pentacles is working with others towards a common goal. So this suggests to me either it is more clients coming in for you or you may find yourself working in partnership with someone else or a group or coming together in some way, but it's a it's a building community kind of card, so it's really nice. We okay. move from that card into the strengths card. Hey, Anne, I'm gonna I'm gonna have you Oop. hold that for a moment. We're just hold, gonna go to the hold break. that thought. Okay, Kat, yeah. we'll be back. Okay. <laughs> How's that for okay. a cliffhanger? <laughs> right, hold on. <laughs> we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Practical Spirituality Positive Messages This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to The Intuitive Life with Laura Wooster. Hey, welcome back to The Intuitive Life, and I'm on the air with Anne Hence, Tarot Master, and we're just in the middle of a card reading for Kathy from Florida. So, Okay, um, and want to carry on from card three? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hi, Kathy. Um, okay, Hi. so quickly, quickly, we'll, we'll yep. do a, a little recap here. Mm-hmm. So the card in the center, the focus card, is that nine of swords. That's where you are now. That's your worry card. But right. 
we moved on to that six of swords, which is about saying, again, swords, mind, beliefs. Um, six of swords is saying, don't worry, things are likely to improve. We went on to see that three of pentacles, which is building community, working with others in some way, either more clients or um, in a partnership of some way. But it's a really lovely card of building community. And then this is where we sort of had to go to the break, but we have the strength card. And this um, this card is really giving me a lovely, lovely feeling that spirit is kind of reaching out and embracing you and saying, Kathy, you are strong enough to get through this. You will be fine. Um, trust yourself. Trust yourself. Okay. And then the final <laughs> card is, oh, my goodness, the chariot. Chariot is so cool. Chariot is showing the energy of going, moving, doing, success. Um, and it shows that that's the direction that your business is likely um, to move in as we go through this um, crazy time. Charioteer doesn't um, stress. Charioteer moves his or her chariot forward simply through the force of um, her own will. There's no effort involved. Uh, it flows naturally and quickly and smoothly. So um, these are really, really good cards, Kathy. I would take heart from them, and um, I wish you all the best. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> it. It's nice to know. It just, I don't know, the self-confidence has taken a hit, you know. <laughs> sure, yes. understandable. Yeah. Yeah, I pulled a few cards for you too, Kathy. I, was, I, I use the oh, psychic okay. tarot, and um, it, and it and it also it's you know it's so funny because uh, Anne and I were just talking just before the break. I mean during the break about how some cards can look really negative to people. So like in the, my clients That's sometimes right. panic, and um, but I uh, and I'm pulled these cards. I'm like for someone who doesn't know what they're looking at, they might go, oh my gosh, this is scary looking. But for me, I'm like this is opportunity across the board, right? So so the first thing that came up is um, the, the card that I often see that comes up when, when people are kind of looking backwards rather than forwards. And that's where a lot of us actually were, you know, during the be right. beginning of all of this, looking back yeah. and what do I have to let go of now? What do I have to reconfigure? How do I need to do things differently? And that's what I see here is where where that, you know, that worry starts to come from. And then, but the but the, the future card that comes up here is the the abundance of choices and opportunities that come from this. And so that's what I'm seeing around you with, with this. So so even though we're kind of still looking back a little bit and saying, okay, you know, what uh, that kind of that fear of having to sort of shift things in a way that you weren't planning to, but also right. recognizing by when you do that, that it's it's going to open up opportunities, like, like Anne said, for community and, and partnerships. So wonderful. So this is good. This is really good. Excellent. Light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> good to hear. <laughs> So thanks. Thank you. Thank you Kathy. so much. Thank you. Yes, Kathy. it does. Wonderful. Okay. Thank thanks you. Thanks for calling. Thanks. Take care. Very good. So, Ian, I, what I love about your readings is that, you know, even in, through difficult times and everything, you always try to empower people. You know, you always find a way to bring the focus on in, in your in your card reading is is making sure it's empowering people and not disempowering them. Um, I, I do. In fact, one of the things that I tell my students is that um, it's important to 
leave people feeling better about themselves and their situation when they leave you than they did when they sat down. Even if it's a difficult situation, we're not going to make up good stuff exactly. uh, and, and you know tell them good things to make them feel better. I'm talking about making them feel more empowered, more in control of their situation. Uh, let them leave you with better, more and better information than they had and with options. Yes. Help them, let them feel that they are in control. Which they are. But it's just important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Very good. All right. So I'm going, oh, we've got Patty from New York who's been waiting a while too. So I'm going to bring Patty on. Hello, Patty. Hi, how are you? Hi, thanks for holding so long. How are you today? Not a problem. I'm doing well, thank you. I'm really excited about this. I'm never home on a Monday. And uh, I actually woke up this morning, you're not going to believe this, but it's the truth. I woke up this morning thinking I need to go get a new tarot deck, and I was thinking about the the Rider Waite one. I don't know why, it's just the thought that was in my mind this morning, and then I saw your show, and here we are. Yay, pretty cool. I love how that works. <laughs> it is very cool. I'm I'm very excited about it actually. Do you do you um did you say you needed to get a new t- uh, rider weight deck? You already have one or what? I had one a long time ago. I, I don't have it anymore. Um, so I I was thinking about going to get a new one. Like I said, I woke up this morning with that thought in my head. So everything for a reason. <laughs> kind of weird, we but. No, not weird in our world, let me tell you. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? <laughs> so is, what can we help you with today? Um, I I was hoping for a reading, um, and I also had a question about what book would you recommend to go along with a deck to help? Great question. Okay, um, if we address the, the book first, I do like uh, Rachel Pollock's The New Tarot Handbook. Rachel okay. Pollock is like the tarot goddess. Okay. Um, she's been reading and writing and creating decks for oh, probably 40 years. Um, I also like the tarot Bible by Sarah Bartlett, I believe. Okay, thank you. I will so look those two good up. places to start. Yep. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Can so I can ask for a reading? Absolutely. Um, it's, absolutely. It's about a complicated love relationship. So what is going on? And and let me also also just offer as a a, a teaching point to those who are listening. Um, I like to talk to people about what the situation is, what's going on. You know, give me some details so that I can more intelligently interpret the cards and apply them more specifically to the situation. So you say we have a complicated um, love relationship. Just give me a few details. Oh boy, that's going to be hard. Um, it, it's complicated. I there's been a bit of a separation, and I'm just uh, looking to find out if we are going to reconnect and move forward with it. Okay. All right. That's good. Thank you. All right. So in this case, I'm going to use. Two decks. Which decks are you using? I'm sorry, what's that? (laughs) Which two decks are you using? Oh, I am using the Voyager deck for the more surface energies. 
and the Crow's Magic deck for the lesser-known or underlying energies. And I read them in pairs. And let me see. There. I love to hear people's process. <laughs> All righty. All right. So I have three of the Voyager and then underneath it three of the Crow's Magic. And what I do is <clears throat> turn them over and look at how the pairing of the surface energies, Voyager deck, and the underlying or lesser-known energies, Crow's Magic deck, see how they interact. Do they support one another? Do they detract from one another? So let me look at these. Okay. Um, I'm really liking what I'm seeing here. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, we have first combination is Ace of Cups ecstasy. So this is great potential for renewed love. Now, the interesting thing is, then you look at the underlying energies and you say, hmm, does this card add to that good energy or does it subtract from it? And in this case, it adds to it. The underlying energy for this Ace of Cups ecstasy potential for new love or new potential is the Four of Wands. And the Four of Wands is a card of freedom and expansion. So this pairing would say, Wow, you know, I don't think it's it's over. I think it's it's possible that this may start up again. Let's look at the okay. next pairing. Um, universe. Universe has two main uh, interpretations: a coming together beautifully, or an ending. You see, well, how does it hit you when you when you turn it over? And for me, I looked at this and I said, "Ooh, I think it feels like everything will." fall into place beautifully and what is our underlying card again it's a card that supports that rather than detracts from it ace of wands ace of wands potential for new new courage new enthusiasm um it's, it's a nice fiery fiery suit wands so again this looks like a really nice pairing i like that yeah. thank you very much and we have one, <laughs> we have one more pairing <laughs> behind okay door three. behind door three <laughs> we have um the, and this is interesting the devil's play card in the voyager deck the devil card is really called the devil's play and it has the standard devil meaning of constriction it also has the meaning of um um kicking up your heels playing being wild Okay. I, I like that one. But anyway, sitting underneath <laughs> it is is the King of Wands. Now, okay. kings, uh, King of Wands is a great king, but kings in general in relationships tend to be a little, mm, little controlling, um, mm -hmm. or at least they want to be. Um, they also are really want structure, and, and you know sometimes it's not possible to contain the other person as much as the king would like to. <laughs> so we have the king of wands, and I'm feeling the king energy pretty strongly, sitting underneath okay. the devil's play, and I'm getting both uh, meanings of the devil's play are kind of coming at me, going back and forth, back and forth. So if I look at these two cards, what I feel I want to say is that if this relationship is to come back into a, a lovely blossoming that we seem to be seeing with the other two pairs, I think it will be important 
for both people to give the other person their space. Okay. Um, so these two cards are coming more of as, as a warning to say it, it'll be important to not try to control or dominate or, um, you know, be the king in the relationship. Let the okay. devil's play come through in being free, freewheeling, kicking up heels, being, you know, a nice give and take of energy. Um, okay. But, you know, given that, if if that can happen, then it looks like these other two pairings are suggesting, you know, a tarot card will, a tarot reading will never tell you for sure what right, will, right. will not happen. But it does does show the general tendencies, and um, they tend to be, uh, you know, pretty right on. So these look good. These look good. Just keep that king and devil's play uh, combination in mind. I certainly will. That makes perfect sense. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Well, happy tarot shopping. (laughs) I I am so excited about this now. This all makes sense. It all makes sense now. I know why I woke up with that thought this morning. Thank you. Excellent. Synchronicity. (laughs) That's awesome. Very good. Have fun with that. Enjoy those cards. Thank you. Have a great day. You too, Patty. Take care. Bye. Bye. So um, I know we kind of talked about it before, Anne, about, you know, some people might look at a card and think they're bad cards, you know, the mm-hmm. quote unquote, the bad cards. Um, but is, is there really any bad cards in a, in a tarot deck? No, there are uh, scary looking cards and there are cards that carry, I'll call it a difficult message. I try and use the word difficult in class rather than bad or negative. Um, but Every card in the deck, whether it looks difficult or not, every card has a positive message behind it, a positive message to be delivered. So uh, the one, the Ten of Swords, where the the poor guy's laying on the ground and he's got ten swords stabbing him all the length of his body and it looks so terrible. Well, uh, that makes me smile when I turn that over because it's swords. Swords is our mind. It's our beliefs. That Ten of Swords is called the drama card. In class, I'll say it's like the, in The Wizard of Oz. I'm not merely dead. I'm really most sincerely dead. Can you see how dead I am? Oh, my God. And the back of the hand goes to the forehead, and I'm so dead. Poor me. And it's kind of like a dope slap card. It's basically saying, sure, things are not great right now, but pull out those darn swords and notice that there's a beautiful new day dawning in the background. That's where you need to put your focus. So, you know, it's a scary card, but it has a positive message. Um, Death card. It's not death, not death. It is about death to things that don't serve you. Let them go and move forward being more uh, empowered and wise and goddess-like and godlike. So it's a good card. Um, Tower card. Tower card. I long ago made my peace with the tower card. I mean, we have lightning striking a tower, breaking it in half, and a big crown is falling off the top of the tower, and people are are plummeting to the ground. And, you know, it's not exactly cheery, um, but the point is, in in the sky, in the sky, in most um, depictions, there are little yods. Tongues of flame, yods, that's the divine spark. So in the tower card, it's the divine spark that is causing the tower to come crumbling down so that needed change is sort of forced upon you 
so that you can then sweep away the rubble and start building again, fresh and clean and new and bright and shiny. Um, so it's about needed change. And the nice thing is, when that card comes up, basically it's saying, dude, you have some serious changes that you probably want to make in your life. Let's see if you can figure out what those are and make them proactively, and it will be much easier to move through the changes when you're proactive. So honestly, tarot can be so inspiring, so inspiring. That's what I love about it. Absolutely, yes. And um, another thing, too, that the people have brought up um, when we talk about tarot is they get really overwhelmed by the reversals. Like in, in, Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't and, don't do that. Just don't. <laughs> just, what? Don't do reversals or don't don't or do reversals. Okay. Don't do don't do reversals. They're not necessary. Some people love them and that's fine. Okay. But if you choose to do reversals, then be clear with yourself on how you will interpret a reversal because there are many schools of thought out there. Some mm-hmm. people say, well, if it's a I'll call it a bad card, uh and you reverse it, then it's a quote good card. Well, Okay, but um, suppose you have a spread that has a challenge position in it. So right away, whatever card shows up on that challenge position, it means it's going to be a difficult situation. But suppose you have the tower. We'll take my tower, which is on the surface a difficult card. Mm -hmm. So the tower, now you reverse it, but you put it on a challenge position. So it's a a difficult card that's now reversed, which is now on a difficult position. Does that make it a good card? Or does that, but it's in a challenge position, so it can't be a good card. So, you know, seriously, um, I tell my students, if you like banging your head against the wall, go ahead and do reversals. (laughs) But if that's not appealing to you, then don't do them. I'm so glad to have you say that because I... I... (laughs) So, because I, I think that's one thing that really deters people from learning more about tarot sometimes, because they get so overwhelmed by the, the thought that they have to read reversals. And when, when we yeah. say reversals, I don't think maybe some people don't even know what we're talking about, is when a card comes up upside down when you place it on yep. the table, right? So, yep. um, and so some people might add additional meaning to that. Um, I know I don't do reversals. I turn them right back upside again, and, and it's it's fine. You still get the same, I feel, get the same meaning, but you don't need that. Um have you ever used reversals at all? I just found that just you didn't need to do that. Have I ever? You know, <laughs> I don't think so. No. Good. Me no, because <laughs> right away I thought, "Ow, this hurts my brain. I don't care to do this. Thank you very much." And so basically, you know, my contract with the divine is that yeah. if you give me a card that's upside down, well, too bad. I'm going to straighten it out. So, you know, my cards come out right side up. And if for some reason it got mixed up, I just straighten it out. So, again, intention, intention. What is your contract with the divine as to how you're going to work with the cards? And the the divine spirit, goddess, God, will show you the cards that you need to see in order to give the message that is required. Mm -hmm. you You really can make your cards your own. You know, that's what I find anyways. It doesn't mean you you make it say what you want it to say, but you really can read so much in in a single image on a a card. And I think once people embrace that, yeah, it's like, and so I will 
maybe you know, we'll tell people a lot of times I'll pull one card for somebody and then the next reading I'll pull the same card for somebody else and it'll mean something completely different based yep. on what the cards yep. are around it, maybe what position it is in the spread. Um, and you know, all and even things. what you're hearing that little voice in your head say about the card yeah. will be a little bit different. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. So that little quiet voice that speaks while we're pulling cards. Yes. And, um, you know, and I love I love what you the way that you express the message that comes through, you know, from the cards, like the way you say it, um, it I really I mean, I, you and I, we just talked about it earlier about how important it is about the words that you use to express mm-hmm. the message. Mm-hmm. And can you, can you elaborate on that? Sure. Um, and actually, this also goes back into one point that we were talking about that I did want to get in before we run out of time. Yeah. Um, it goes back to my the first thing that I said about um, there, putting my cursor <laughs> on my class, so I will remember to p- talk about that. Um, <laughs> A tarot reading, not cast in concrete, it will give you the probability what is likely. Um, And it's important for the person who is getting the reading, um, please take this to heart. Do not give your power away, either to the reader or to the cards or to the words that are said. Do not give your power away. You create your own life, your own future, day by day, minute by minute, second by second, by every thought that you think, every word that you say, and the decisions that you make. Um, Your future is yours to create. A tarot reader is one input and will offer what she or he sees in the cards, um, but take that as one input. And if you don't have a good feeling about that reader, then discard what is said, please. Um, But so important, the words that you use, especially if you're a reader, because as soon as you get a deck of cards in your hand and you say, huh, I'm so cool, I'm a tarot reader, uh, people are going to believe what you say. That's true. And that can be scary. Um, it's a huge so it's always, yeah, it's mm-hmm. always important to use words like, it's likely that. It prob- the probability is, these cards suggest. Mm-hmm. Um, You don't want to say things like, oh, you will get that job. Uh, This will happen. That won't happen. Ah, quickly, I had uh, a woman, lovely woman, intelligent, um, beautifully um, dressed and and kind and and well-presented and lovely. I read for her for years, and she was always looking for uh, a romantic relationship. And I kept showing her the cards saying, yes, look, look at these cards. And every time I would show her the cards, it said, energy is right for you to get a relationship. She'd sit back in her chair and say, oh, no, 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 but that's not possible, no. I've never had one. I'm never going to have one because when I was uh, 25 years old, a reader told me I would never have a romantic oh. relationship. Oh, my goodness. Ouch. She believed it. She made it come true. And I'd laugh at her and I'd say, why did you believe that reader when you won't believe me? But because <laughs> oh, that reader yeah. got to her first. <laughs> oh, she got an impressionable age, right? 25, yep. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. goodness. So watch, your, yeah. watch those words, kids. Watch those words. Yeah. They, yeah. People do really put weight on the words that we that we use. And I will I will often say, if I, if I happen to say something that can't be validated or, um, 
you know, it, it doesn't, and I, I will tell people straight up, if it doesn't resonate with you, it's okay. And, mm-hmm. and I do, I follow the same thing about um, nothing set in stone. Probability is what we're looking at, but not, not anything definitive. And because we do have control over our life and we do our free will. And, um, and I will say, you know what? I, I go by the rules of three. <laughs> you hear it three times in three different ways, and you you just happen to overhear someone talking about something, and it and it relates to what you're talking to, what you're thinking about, or what you've been. And then you maybe go for a tarot reading, and then maybe you hear something like like um, for example, um, Kathy earlier was it Kathy? No, sorry, Patty earlier who said I woke up thinking. Yes. I should go look for, you know, so there's multiple sources coming up here, you know, intuitive wise, intuitively coming through, and and uh, you know, t- take it with a grain of salt, and then bring you know, bring all those things together to find out what what is the most likely outcome and uh mm-hmm. yeah but we're I can't take, my, take my class take my class on that's Sunday. right you have a class we're coming up in the last <laughs> 30 seconds so i want to make sure you mention your class because this this is really if you're a card reader this is a great class to take so can you tell tell us more about that sure it is on sunday it's online through circles mm-hmm. of wisdom it's sunday november 29th and it's some um, advanced tarot topics the power of words and mm-hmm. in it we talk about what words um, might we use? What words should we probably not use? And then we do practice, practice, practice. And it's hysterical because people get it. You know, okay, I understand. I'm, you know, I'm not going to use those words. And then we do a reading and they're like, well, this is going to happen. And we're like, no, don't. So it's and really you go to annhence.com. Yeah. So sorry, we're out of time. Thanks, Ann. We'll have to have okay, you on okay. again. This has been awesome. <laughs> okay, thank you, Laura. Thank you, everyone. Take care. Have a great week, everybody. I'll talk to you in a week. And next time, I'll have Dorothy Anona Morgan, astrologer. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us, and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.